Hey folks, Armin Hammer here, and you are about to enjoy a brand new awesome episode of the Sand Podcast, an episode which is brought to you by O2 Recovery. It's a drink that I first tried at the CrossFit Games, and I really, really dug it. It's kind of like a healthier sports drink, and it's something that really, you know, makes you feel a little bit better after a tough workout. They've got caffeinated and non-caffeinated versions. It comes in a pretty cool can here. The delicious flavors, they're all over the place, and really, I encourage you to try it out. I think it's something worth giving it a shot, and honestly, it's something that I have been drinking a lot of recently. So if you want to try it out, go to drinko2.com, use the code ARMEN, A-R-M-E-N, you get 15% off your order and free shipping. So drinko2.com, use the code ARMEN, 15% off and free shipping. This episode of the Sand Podcast has a whole lot of cool stuff in it, including a recap of Chase and my trip to CrossFit HQ and what we learned there about CrossFit health and the insane conspiracy theories that are probably true surrounding a whole lot of crazy stuff in like healthcare and fitness worlds. Seriously, prepare to have your mind blown. Anyway, more content around that coming soon, but until then, enjoy this episode of the Sand Podcast. Later, folks. You guys ready for this one? Because this is going to blow your fucking minds. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't want to overpromise, but I, I kind of like the angle that this one took. Okay, I'm ready. Welcome to this episode of Sexually Attractive Gnomes. <laughs> Wait, hmm. gnomes don't start with the letter N. And the person pr- <laughs> predicted that you guys would call that out. Uh-huh. Thank you very much to CrossFit Petroglyph, uh-huh. who uh, first of all sent me a picture of uh, water being advertised by Sarah Sigmund's mm-hmm. daughter at Walgreens. The, huh. the nice. pure premium Iceland spring water called <laughs> Nice. Fuck nice. yeah. More she, like Niceland, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh-huh. does have model-like qualities of the face there, so I can see that. I can see her just getting general uh, general advertising. Yeah, there. that's right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Petroglyph, uh, Cross with Petroglyph on Instagram, they sent us sexually attractive gnomes. Quote, mm-hmm. it's funny because gnomes doesn't really start with an N. Cliff and Kyle will appreciate it. Yes, oh, sure. I wow. Rude, I, I think. It. I, I sort Rude. Of my assumption <laughs> is that I'm not smart enough <laughs> to know there's a G. Like, Chase isn't going to appreciate it. Or maybe that they just assume Listen, that we would be bigger fans of glass. Petra ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right here. If you're I watching s- the video uh, one. Anyway, I feel <laughs> some spiritual uh, uh, union with gnomes there. Always have. Even though they're very short. They have beards, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is the cartoon gnome that uh, we watched as a David kid? The David gnome. the gnome. <laughs> which was amazing. <laughs> Was that what I just I've never I have, heard of this? I might have pulled that. I might have just made that. It up. It could be David the Gnome. I have literally never heard of that. Is that a? Is that I think a it was a thing? thing? Is that like a oh, real it was, thing? it was a cartoon. Uh, you know, in the eighties ish, it was some fun adventure stuff there, where he would there were giant trolls and stuff yep. were constantly threatening him. He crawled over lava. You know, all sorts of stuff. It was would cool. you rather be a gnome, but? Nor- normal sized. Mm-hmm. Well, the or proportions giant, would be fantastic. Yeah, if or, you were an, or a giant gnome sized. A giant. Well, a giant gnome size would be no fun. Although giants are usually portrayed with a fairly robust build. Uh, just so essentially, what Andre the Giant was was a gnome that was giant sized. Yeah, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So as opposed to your usual seven footer who's a beanpole, there he just had gnome like proportions. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. God damn right. Chase, I have no thoughts on the matter. You you don't have that. You don't have a thought on whether you'd rather be a, a human-sized gnome or a gnome-sized giant. Human-sized gnome. 
That's fair. Yeah, human-sized gnome would make you it, a CrossFit well, Games athlete. Yeah. It depends. Am, am I a giant gnome in another world where there's a bunch of gnomes? Or am I a giant-sized <laughs> gnome in today's world where I'm actually just a small little bitch? Ah, you're talking about the, the Mario Odyssey problem. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew this, but Mario uh, Nintendo released a new Mario game like last year. Mm-hmm. And in it, r- the real world exists with like real mm. humans. And he travels to it, mm-hmm. and he stays Mario proportioned, <laughs> <laughs> and he looks very strange next yeah. to like normally proportioned human beings. Well, what's his height like? Like hip height. Mm-hmm. Oh, hip height. That makes sense. And you know, like cartoony and pudgy, and like <laughs> it's me, a Mario. <laughs> and other humans are like, I'm just trying to drive my cab. <laughs> and I think why, why are all part, other humans like? Why is this part of the game? <laughs> New Jersey. Uh, I don't know, but the place he goes to is called New Donk City. Oh. Oh, yeah. I think we are overdue for a uh, another live-action Mario movie. Fuck I'm yeah, say. we are. Because you think about the actual story and mythology with Mario, it's weird. So you have a blue-collar plumber living in New York who somehow falls in love with a fantasy princess who gets mm-hmm. captured by monsters. Correct. And he, this blue-collar guy with, who's like a pipe wrench in his hand has to fight a bunch of fucking weird mushroom guys. Someone's calling him a pipe-hitting motherfucker. I don't, uh-huh. yeah. I don't think you can really improve upon the first Mario movie with Bob Hoskins. So yeah, and why John try? Leguizamo. And John Leguizamo. That's right. That no was idea. that weird period. Really? I've never seen it. Oh, Bro. Really? Oh, man. That was so fucking... 90s and well the thing about it is like that is a relic of that period where there's a relic of that period where it's like uh oh properties like comic books or video games you're not worthy of being movies so naturally we're going to change you a bunch when you become a movie so that you can look more like movies would look and that really was not broken down until the first spider-man movie even mm-hmm. if you look at the x-men movie that preceded it you know uh it was like well obviously x-men costumes and you know that story is silly it's all been black leather exactly and that changed really with the enormous success of the first spider-man movie but then you look back clifford and i actually weirdly the other night watched a feature-length documentary about (laughs) he-man action figures oh fuck yeah yeah yeah, about and where they came from and how basically the innovation of the he-man action figure was what if we made an action figure but really jacked and so like that was the main thing the selling point i I just remember them having like 15 serratus muscles but the important thing here is they talked about they talked about developing he-man then into a movie into a feature film with with dolph lundgren masters of the universe and uh, how the people at the toy company were a little bit upset that the costumes that were being designed for Dolph Lundgren really didn't resemble He-Man's costumes in any way. And the artist who was the concept artist for the movie, they interview him, and he's like, well, obviously we weren't going to make it look like the toy. I mean, that would be silly. And then fast forward 20 years, all of Hollywood is like, we have to make it look exactly like the toy. That's literally the only reason we're making the entire fucking right. series. All anyone ever wanted was to see Wolverine in his yellow stupid spandex. Yep, fuck. Yeah, that's but, all we ever wanted to see. By the way, there even even there was a little holdover of the old way in the first Spider-Man. When you think of the Green mm-hmm. Goblin, why yep, the yeah. hell wasn't the Green Goblin a fucking Green Goblin? Yep, none of that. No, he had, a helmet. Is he had a green. helmet that was kind of goofy looking. He had that a, resembled he had a goblin goblinish like helmet. No one would no buy reason. this. <laughs> no <laughs> would buy reason. him being a goblin. You know, instead of getting instead of giving Wolverine in mm-hmm. his in his like sweet fucking yellow 
suit with like the blue horn ear things going on. We got fucking Jubilee wearing a yellow trench coat. Fuck yeah. yeah. And we're like, what the fuck? This is not an equal trade. This, <laughs> this is the worst trade deal in the history of trade deals. I'm just so happy that that world is finally ending. How hopefully. dare you? Phoenix is coming out. I, well, I know it I'm is. Sorry, and Dark, that's Phoenix? Go- Dark Phoenix. God damn it. I'm so ready. It's it's shocking. I know we've talked about it on the podcast before. We don't have to dive into it. It's just amazing that that shitty, shitty, shitty world created by the Born of the Brian Singer universe is just still hobbling along 20 years later. 20 years it's later. It's insane. I'm ready for that to, to, to wrap up. Six weird. more years. <laughs> Six more years. They had, a few, they had a few pretty good movies yeah. in there. Days of Future Past. Days of Future yeah. Past class. I thought was good. First Class I thought was good. The second X-Men, X2, X, United. Really, those are the only three passable movies. Yeah. And I wouldn't Logan even say that they're good. great. Yeah, Logan is good. Logan um, is technically, metal. Deadpool is in that universe yeah. and all that crap. Uh, yeah, but I'm just tired of all the leather jackets and the gratuitous nudity of underage boys more. featured in all of those <laughs> movies. I want I'm just more? don't want to see any more of that in the Marvels, uh, now that Marvel yep. and Disney <clears> own the property. Yeah, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. And more sexually frustrated Cyclops. Yes. That's what I need. Yes. In my life. Uh, Could we see Cyclops see. be the leader of the team, please? That's what he and, always was. And not just some like angry Just teenager. some cuck who's there the whole time. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> 100%. 100%. He's like, just Damn it, this Logan guy's definitely <laughs> screwing my girlfriend. That's, see, that's the comic book Man. crossover parody uh, porn we haven't seen. It's Cyclops cuck porn, where it's just like a girl with it red exists. hair. It exists. 100%. A girl with red hair being fucked by a guy with mutton chops while like a guy with a, what, with a fucking Jordy visor is just sitting in the corner crying. <laughs> There's no way that doesn't exist right now. It's Google got to. It. You know what I someone really, draw that and send it to us, please. What I really think needs to happen is um, the world of comic book movies. Now there are plenty of practical reasons why this will never happen. Mainly the expense, and it's much cheaper to make this happen in like comic books or written novels. Is uh, the crazy wacky crossovers? Like mm-hmm. I remember reading a book, like an actual book of Silver Surfer and Star Trek crossover. <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, like yeah. The Natural. next generation, watch that constantly. Silver Surfer, fucking love him in Galactus. Yeah, let's do that. Let's make that a crossover. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that make it a thing. It's, um, I, I wish I could recapture the sense of just being fucking in it when I was experiencing comic books or movies to the point where you could like look at a panel and it has like Silver Surfer and Captain Kirk or whatever, or like Hulk and Superman when they did that DC versus thing. Yes. And I could be like, oh my God, I can't believe Superman is meeting the Hulk and not be thinking instead like someone drew the Hulk next to a picture of Superman because of a licensing crossover deal <laughs> that allowed them to do that. You like it's like jaded bitch. I know, but I'm saying that like that, it was a point when I would get a genuine, genuine thrill out of like seeing a panel that had the Hulk and Superman in the same panel when they did DC versus Marvel. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe they're meeting each other and they're fighting. It's like, they're not fighting. This is, this is a, this is a box you're getting excited about right now. That's all it is. But I digress. You, I'm just saying you as a teenager. (laughs) I I think that I want to, I, I, I desperately want to recapture that. I want to recapture the ability to be in it and experience movies like it actually experience the characters because I realize that movies don't really make me cry anymore. Movies don't really scare me anymore. They don't really excite me anymore. I just sort of view them as these 
documents now and it's weird and I want I want that back. If I could take mm. a pill that gave me that for like a few hours, it's called mushrooms. If I could just take mushrooms and watch <laughs> movies, hey, um, then I would do that thing. Yeah. Do that, actually, and report back. Yeah, do I would that. love to hear that. Oh, we should do a whole podcast on MDMA. That's what we should do. We should, and just really just express <laughs> our feelings. Come on, guys. No, I think Chase and I are both on the strong no column. <laughs> on that one. I think we should all do a podcast a uh, little bit baked there, but talking about a really specific subject and brainstorming yes. on it brainstorming a four-way brainstorming session on some topic and making really far-reaching conceptual integrations about it like did you ever think that like crossfit in a way i mean it's a lot like the history of the united states here let me elaborate on that for 15 minutes and then just go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's good no no anyway <laughs> drug-free podcast what are yeah. you armin chicken as as anyone would know um uh no so nice no i i don't uh you know what we're in a state where marijuana is not legal so i i cannot i cannot support that decision but you know but you weren't in that state you weren't in this state where it's illegal uh all the time you correct were recently in a state i was recently in a state where it was mm-hmm. very fucking legal mm-hmm. uh segway segway chase and i chase and i went to crossfit hq last weekend and it was Bought an experience. Every one of those motherfuckers, <laughs> mm-hmm. tooth yeah. and nail, and we merged victorious. What with did our you lives. steal? Did you steal anything? Chase uh, I stole a fuck ton of Zevia. <laughs> Chase <laughs> Chase rearranged all their coffee beans. Like started mixing coffee bean canisters together and shit. It was cool. Yeah, I'm into stuff really, like that. Really takes rebellious forever. Yeah. It's to like identify. later on, Pat Sherwood is going to want French roast, but he's going to get Colombian roast. Got him. Got him. Yeah. I didn't know on. which I didn't know which office uh belonged to who, so I just took a shit in all of them. <laughs> That's not true. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh no, it was a really interesting uh it was a really interesting weekend. So yeah. we were there for um some reason or another. We were mm-hmm. there to experience the CF MDL one. Correct. Which is the uh the level one certs that they do for doctors. Oh. And uh there's a whole there's a whole world of things happening within CrossFit HQ. Mm-hmm. The best way that is not games related. The best way I could explain this. it is like when I watched The Matrix, the first one, and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this is this is this universe, you dodge bullets and that's it. You kind of mm-hmm. plugged into this thing and you see what's real. What going to HQ was like was watching Matrix Two and realizing mm. there's whole fucking war and like cities and a bunch of other shit that you didn't even know existed yeah. going on in this world. We met the architect. We met the architect. We did. Um, and nice. the key master. So, so let me let me back up to like ten thousand feet view. Let's Word. go. Let's go bird's eye view. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're zooming out here. We're zooming out. When you look at CrossFit, birds would not make it at ten thousand feet. They we're gonna look at not the uh, birds that you're thinking of. <laughs> we know birds. about different birds. Space bird view. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, CrossFit is not just the CrossFit Games. CrossFit's main business is affiliates and uh, level one certifications. Well, mm-hmm. just certifications in general. Certificates, certifications, training, right? Mm-hmm. Selling, training, education, and uh, uh, licensing affiliates. That's a main. That's their main business. The mm-hmm. CrossFit Games has taken up a huge part of their um, bandwidth yeah. over the past ten-ish years, and 
now the goal that CrossFit is really setting out is one that is monumental in scope. Uh, like to the point where I am shocked that they identified it as a problem mm-hmm. and then didn't just like just walk like away. walk away. Fuck like, it. This not, is not us. Not my. Someone not my, else can figure this shit not out. Not my. Not my monkeys. Not my circus. Yeah. Arguably <laughs> speaking, it isn't their problem. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to fix it. And here's the problem they're trying to fix: uh, the decline of health in Western civilization mm-hmm. and the the disaster that healthcare has been has become. So they're starting small is what you're saying. Correct. They're starting very it's fucking small. It's important accomplishable goals that way. Yeah. Small, easy to chew mm-hmm. goals to just 100%. turn through. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so real quick though, uh, to take an even further, even a 30,000 foot view. Whoa. Why were you there? What were there? Multi- was it just you guys? Were there other people? That's what was the question. weekend? Um, what so was the, it about? The reason, so what was going on that weekend is what chase referred to the crossfit mm-hmm. mdl ones which is a level one shirt exactly like the level one shirts that that most people have experienced mm-hmm. i think listening to this already uh except it is only mds mm-hmm. so it's only doctors yeah, yeah which is why i was there which is yeah, why yeah. chase was there uh and doctors of various uh uh, sp- uh specification generals mm-hmm. no like various uh, specializations. You know, specializations. That's yep. what I'm, that's the word I'm looking for. That's why I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. Everyone from like ER doctors to uh, uh, like child oncologists mm-hmm. to yeah. uh, like ophthalmologists, like mm-hmm. everything. You name it, the the type of doctor was there. Yeah, yeah. And so this uh, kid does not need chemotherapy. He needs burpees. Correct. Lots of burpees. Correct. Um, Maybe sooner. God, I hope uh, that's. I don't. I don't Spending too much time on the ground, cancer boy. Bounce up. <laughs> <laughs> How Rebound. badly do you want it? Keto. No, rude. The anesthesiologist uh, <laughs> was there, but he was really just sandbagging the workout there. That's right. So I'm fall asleep in the corner. <laughs> dipping into zone supply. That happens a lot. So <laughs> it's a real thing. So there, we were there for an MDL one. Uh, you know, the, an L one that's that's all doctors. And at the same time, and those have all I think taken. This is their sixth one, I think, or seventh one, maybe. And it's all, it, all every one of them have been at the ranch. Yeah. yeah. At the same time as the MDL1s, they invite speakers and they invite alumni MDL1 holders Mm -hmm. to come back to HQ, which is half an hour away from the ranch, for uh, like a day of events, Mm -hmm. like uh, like speaking engagements, basically. This time around, they brought in uh, three or four uh, redonkulously smart individuals who were there to talk about the the uh, cholesterol and heart disease relationship and how it is a myth mm. yes. and that statins are killing us and that mm-hmm. the science behind uh, the cholesterol and heart disease relationship has been bunk since yeah, yeah. the very beginning. Like the people who were responsible for it from the beginning were not qualified to be doing that science to start off with and then their science was wrong and then it just turned into like this media circus that like entrenched it and then it turned into like... Uh, like billions and billions of dollars. Like I think it's Ansel Keys, and the seven <coughs> Ansel countries Keys, thing, exactly, and all that. exactly. Mm-hmm. They talk about Ansel Keys a lot. Um, yep. But they're also talking about how <coughs> Lipitor has made like a hundred and twenty something billion dollars in the past like fifteen years, yeah. and that the other one, um, you know, which I, is I can't remember yeah, I can't remember one. what it's called. Which is mm-hmm. the other statin, which is soon going to be getting generic, is going to make even more. Money over over a similar period of time, mm-hmm. so it it's turned into like this uh, this juggernaut, and I'm I'm butchering their fucking arguments, but one hundred percent, it's turned into this juggernaut <laughs> that that 
basically it's not as it seems there the connection between uh cholesterol and heart disease isn't what as clear cut um and decisive as people see uh and are told the uh the the positive effects of statins are highly um they're highly exaggerated uh using mathematical mm-hmm. tricks called risk risk factor uh measurements as and opposed the, to real world measurements and the negative effects are literally and hidden. the negative effects are neg- are literally hidden, and so and by literally hidden, you mean there is data that has been acquired by the negative effects that has been suppressed, or what do you mean? Uh, yeah, they're in, buried. As <clears throat> in, basically, basically they 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 don't they don't really describe like you know statins may re- they 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 reduce your cholesterol, um, but they're they, not fixing the core. They're problem. not fixing the core problem. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that they were talking about was how like statins will reduce cholesterol, and then the end result is more of the people who are taking statins die compared to the control group mm, who yeah. don't. There's several like, studies. That they, they just kind of like that. ignore that data and look mm-hmm. at other things. So like, again, I'm butchering the data because I, I the don't focus should be on total mortality is the uh, right thing. And know. the focus should be on, on, on actual absolute change in mortality as opposed mm-hmm. to relative risk. So like yeah, relative yeah. risk, for example, looks at, you know, uh, Lipitor and it's like, Oh, if you take Lipitor and uh, your cholesterol goes down, you have you go from like a 1.3% chance of dying of heart heart disease to so a 0.8 to like a 0.8 chance of dying and they're like oh that's a 33% decrease in mm-hmm. chance of like 33% less chance of dying because mm-hmm. you're taking Liptor. but in reality it's it's a 0.4 or, or 0.5 like 5 tenths of a percent difference isn't mm-hmm. isn't that significant and so the risk factor um you know like sort of exaggerates what the benefit the positive benefits are mm-hmm. um, of things like that in order to sell more anyway i don't think anybody is 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 uh questioning the fact that the pharmaceutical industry is strange um and and probably really fucking shady yep. mm-hmm. but that's what was going on that weekend it was the mdl1 going on at the ranch and it was the talks on saturday and we were there for all of it so the talks on saturday happened and then um they took the group over to the ranch on Sunday and we kind of saw like, you know, we had lunch with everybody there. Uh, we saw Greg Glassman give a talk there and then um, that was about it. That was basically it. And what did Glassman talk about? Uh, basically the same stuff that, yeah. that we were all talking cool. about on Saturday. Nice. You know, he was, he was, he was kind of, you know, talking to the, the, the soon to be L1 certificate holding, doctors mm-hmm. about you know why he's doing what he's doing and and chase and i were one of uh three i don't i don't want to call us journalists because <laughs> chase and i aren't journalists outside media outside media mm-hmm. that's a good way of describing it justin from morning chalk up was there mm-hmm. um and then there was a third uh a third woman who's a writer but not a journalist she does like freelance stuff but she wasn't there with any publication mm-hmm. she's mainly like a non uh, mainly a fiction writer um, she was just invited to to be there. I, I don't know what she's writing for, but she's writing for something. Mm. Um, so yeah, so so the three of four of us got extra stuff, mm. and that extra stuff were uh, closed door meetings with um, Russ Green, one nice. of the Russells, the surviving Russell, the surviving Russell, yep, who uh, explained to us 
what sounds like the wildest this conspiracy <laughs> theory I've ever like heard in my entire life. Charlie at the, the whiteboard. One? It's a thousand <laughs> times yarn. more complicated than the Coca-Cola one. So like, right. the original conspiracy theory was, uh, was the NSCA is faking injury data in order to hurt CrossFit's standing mm-hmm. in the fitness space because they're competitors of the NSCA. Which mm-hmm. was like, first came off, came across like, Bullshit, CrossFit. Like, right. yeah, stop yeah. making up shit. It's like, this is yeah. crazy. Like, like this, this, this is like, it's shady, and it sounds like it would happen, but this is fucking crazy. Yeah. And it turns out that was absolutely true. Interesting. And that they were explain. So the NSCA, if you guys remember, a few years ago, uh, released this study, the divorce study, which basically uh, was like glowing praise about the positive effects of CrossFit, mm-hmm. and then they like kind of like the the editor of the journal forced the person to add in fake injury data mm-hmm. to claim that CrossFit is like super injurious, like, mm-hmm. like, a, like a fucking crazy rate injury mm-hmm. rate, like 10 times more than, you know, running like or fucking eight you know, out of like 10 people that walk something. into a box, mm-hmm. walk away crippled. And that's what all the news headlines said after. And that's what all the news headlines said. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, uh, CrossFit did their own investigation, found out that that injury data was fake, sued the NSCA mm-hmm. for faking injury data. The NSCA made a uh, th- all of this ended up being true. Mm-hmm. Like they had faked the in- the the injury data. There was emails documenting where they were saying fake the injury data. I know mm-hmm. that there <laughs> you didn't take any injury data, but make injury data up and include it, or it's not going to get published. Uh-huh. There's in- emails from other people to other people talking about why they wanted it to happen. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, these CrossFit guys are getting too big in their britches, that sort of thing, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> these, there ain't there ain't room enough in this town for the two of us. Yeah, <laughs> that sort of thing, it's right? Like finding tapes of LBJ, bro. Uh, pr- uh, uh, you know, uh, planning the assassination of JFK, there, which yeah. we all know he did. It we gets, all know those tapes exist somewhere. It gets fucking crazier. Mm. Okay, so here's where the new and I'm going to fuck this up. So Chase, if you remember any of these details better than I do, please feel free to jump in. I haven't slept since. Uh <laughs> and this is all stuff that that uh Russ uh has published on on what used to be the Russell's blog and is now like I don't know what it's called, somethingscience.crossfit.com. Yeah, I, don't yeah. know. I need to go to that website now. It's it's incredible. So basically the the long and short of it is this. In the process of suing the NC, NSCA, mm-hmm. uh, CrossFit realized that there's more to the story than just trying to cut out CrossFit as a competitor. Uh-huh. What they were trying to do was the licensure thing. They wanted mm-hmm. to license uh, trainers. They wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that trainers were licensed. And the reason they're trying to make trainers licensed is because they're trying to, like a lot of other companies, uh, dip into what is soon going to be a runaway cost that no one can avoid, which is healthcare. Yeah. yeah. And so because healthcare is such a huge part of the budget already through Medicare mm-hmm. and personalized or private insurance is already such a huge part of the budget because it's required, mm-hmm. it's becoming something that a lot of people are forced to spend a lot of money on. So it's mm-hmm. something that you're going to start seeing companies like Apple, Google, Amazon, giant companies that really have no interest or reason to be in healthcare start mm-hmm. entering healthcare because that's where they can make a fuck ton of money. Yeah. And so uh, the play is to make trainers like fitness training, physical training, a part of Medicare. And so what that does is it makes it so insurance companies Mm -hmm. will pay out. You'll be you'll be prescribed fitness. Mm -hmm. And then the NSCA, ACSM, that group, 
mm-hmm. is essentially the... trying to put themselves up as the regulatory body that mm-hmm. decides what counts and what doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So they can they can easily, if that happens, freeze out CrossFit or yep. any other competitors who don't do what they want to do or don't get their certification, right? Mm-hmm. And so this sounds fucking crazy. Yep. That we're essentially seeing like this private regulatory, this private like education company try and turn into the regulatory body of a nationwide, worldwide thing mm-hmm. and then freeze out a competitor of theirs. Yep. Except NSCA really fucked up. Yeah. And in the process of being sued, they countersued for uh, not libel, the other one. Slander. Slander. Mm-hmm. And because they countersued, it opened up discovery to millions of other documents mm-hmm. that they had specifically hidden. Uh, like, oh, these are going to be incriminating in the suit that CrossFit has filed against us. We yeah. should hide this. These are like actual emails. We should hide this. You think their lawyers could have told them that that was going to happen? Yeah. You know what's happened? Yeah. Since then, uh, two companies, two different law firms have quit Working the case. Working the case for the <laughs> NSCA and their insurance company is suing them for the money back that they've already spent <laughs> on law firms representing uh, them. Yeah, so, so essentially they've like dug themselves in a hole so deep financially that even if the case would go their way, they owe so much already that mm-hmm. they're not going to survive. And on top of that, in, this, in these millions of documents that were discovered uh, through the countersuit, it comes to light that this is not just an NCA and NSCA ACSM uh, organizational plan. This is something that's related to the NIH. This is something related to the CDC. Mm-hmm. This is like an international thing, not just in, in the States, but these are, uh, I think the organization was C-Reps, which is like yeah. uh, exercises medicine, mm-hmm. which is the, the spearheading like lobbying group behind trying to get exercise included into mm-hmm. Healthcare, yeah. but they have they have organizations everywhere around the world, and like every Western country that's having the same problems that the U.S. is mm-hmm. having. You know, like sixty or seventy percent of people are either pre-diabetic or diabetic, which mm-hmm. is something that, by the way, is completely fucking reversible mm-hmm. in most cases. Like, mm-hmm. if you're pre-diabetic or diabetic, you can actually undo that. Like, yeah. that's that's not it's, a it's oh, not you're a fucked for the rest of your life on. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so um, I think I think what ends up happening is they have basically unearthed this like massive fucking conspiracy mm-hmm. massive and it sounds crazy but they were right the last time like yep. to a fucking t they were right the last time and i feel like they're 100 percent right this time too yeah, so what uh, what uh, came out in discovery that helped bolster this larger conspiracy so what they realized uh, what they saw in discovery was um they use the the number millions a lot, millions of documents. Like so, like not just lots of emails and, mm-hmm. and papers emails, and stuff, text, but it's like yeah. millions of documents that were showing that one they falsified the injury data, two mm-hmm. they did it from one person's directive in order to smear CrossFit, mm-hmm. and then they they started seeing the same names sort of pop up, names that were related to you know uh, the boards of like. NIH, CDC, ACSM, and NSCA, mm-hmm. C-Reps, and then there's this company called Kellen. Yes, that owns C-Reps. That, that's like or basically owns C-reps. or operates C-Reps. Mm-hmm. And Kellen is like 
a lobbying group or a marketing agency that does That's all the same does lobbying for big soda. That's basically mm. an arm of big soda. <clears throat> and so they started seeing these connections between, you know, like the whole like, Oh, get, get Coca-Cola out of health sciences thing yeah. that were on a few years ago. Yeah. It's, it's much bigger than, um, it's all connected is what you're saying. Yeah. It's much bigger than, than them getting into health sciences in order to like, push their product like not not it's not just like oh make it make it seem like gatorade is healthy or drinking more gatorade is good for you yeah it's like like make us a lot of money and we're gonna we're gonna give you all the patients you want we're gonna give you all the patients you want type thing it's it's fucking crazy as in we are going to create patients with our product basically to you and so i think what here's here's where here's where it comes back to the first thing i said which is crossfit identified this problem Greg Glassman identified this problem and didn't think, well, fuck this. This is too big for me. No. Mm-hmm. He looked at it and and basically said, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. Like healthcare costs rising out of mm-hmm. control. The overall health and wellness of Western civilization is falling apart. Mm-hmm. If you're not the U.S., which is like the cutting edge of shittiness, mm-hmm. you're you're not too far behind, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in Europe, it's you're just you're just like ten years behind of how shitty. Uh, healthy you know humans are in in the u.s right Mm -hmm. and so um his thing is twofold it's get people healthier Mm -hmm. right he's like you know his whole his old his whole plan his whole thing revolves around the fact that if you just exercise and you eat cleaner Mm -hmm. all of this goes away yeah Yeah, basically low carb all of this basically goes away. Mm-hmm. A lot of these problems fall off the map. Yeah. And so he's like, listen, if we can make, we, he's like, we can't, we can't get in and stop the way insurance companies, uh, pay out mm-hmm. for, uh, for doctors. Mm-hmm. We can't go in and change the, uh, healthcare guidelines, the, the nutrition guidelines or the exercise guidelines. Mm-hmm. We can't go in and stop, insurance companies partnering with like Fitbit and requiring you to have a Fitbit Mm -hmm. that that's like only that's going to count your steps and going to tell you exactly whether you're reaching reaching your threshold. Have you guys figured out what his plan was yet? Because because I'll tell you whenever I finally like jumped on board. So then (laughs) he's like we can't stop all these things. What we can do is if we make people healthier you're going to get less people in the system Mm -hmm. which takes away some of its financial clout. And if you make the first people that they interact with more likely to tell them that they can just fix this by eating right and exercising, mm-hmm. you cut the entire thing down to shreds. Yeah, yeah. And that is the plan. How do you mean the to first make people all doctors they interact cro- with? Doctors. Oh, doctors. To make all oh. doctors crossfitters. Yeah. So if you get oh, doctors get bought it. into you can reverse this as yeah. opposed mm-hmm. to you can treat this, mm-hmm. then the entire fucking system yeah. crumbles yeah. Be- because a lot of these doctors go into institutions or, or hospitals or, or places mm-hmm. where this is long established been like what yep. they do they're like well obviously we need to tell them to do this this and this like mm-hmm. you know avoid avoid added fat uh Take know, try pill. to eat more healthy as an orange juice <clears throat> with your breakfast and yeah. you know a little bagel and a fat free mm-hmm. something or the other yeah, yeah. yeah right it was uh, fascinating it was yeah. fascinating and you know, um, so the mission 
is uh, to increase outreach to the medical community in the hope that they can convert more and more doctors to basically be, you know, uh, philosophically on board with what they are trying to do. And so beyond inviting like 17 doctors to this one little certification this weekend is there a plan beyond that that you're aware of to reach out to the medical community or to make certifications free for doctors or something like that or what's i asked uh i asked greg specifically about this actually we're on a first name basis now greg. that's right um i asked him about this specifically and he said there's a phrase uh there's a phrase which which basically talks about like a tipping point, mm-hmm. right? He's like at some point a mass. He called it a mass conversion event. Mm-hmm. He said there's this there's this concept of a mass conversion event where mm-hmm. at some point it'll just like flip a switch and everyone will realize and uh, that you know you can do this and that this is what should be happening in order mm-hmm. for like our patients and our population and our 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 entire system to be healthy and function. Yeah, and he said that's bullshit. Mass conversion events are garbage Mm -hmm. because we have to do it one person at a time. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying literally to do it one doctor at a time. Yeah. yeah. And he started, I asked him how, how this whole thing got started and he goes, we started two years ago. Mm -hmm. We just asked affiliates if they would be able to tell us how many of their members are doctors. Mm -hmm. And then we asked affiliates if they'd be able to tell us uh, how many of those doctors are like regular CrossFitters and just like, you know, bought into the system. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we asked if we could talk to them. And then we started mm-hmm. making like a Facebook group where it was just for doctors who CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And then they launched the CrossFit MDL ones and then they started doing these talks and they started putting it all together. And mm-hmm. so it, it really, it's it's mind blowing in a way like that this is, this is like a, this is not a money grubbing thing. Yeah, the fate of the world is in the balance. In a sense. In a sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In a really real sense, yeah. yeah. Like, especially if you want to go to more of a micro view, the fate of the U.S. as a population is mm-hmm. 100% imbalanced mm-hmm. because what we're talking about is a, a sicker and sicker population yep. that is getting, I think the, God, the, the stat that I heard, uh, like one third or 45% of all adult Americans are on statins. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. It's nuts. And the entire, it's like, seems too high for me, but seems kind of fucking high. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, and even listen, even if that number is 25%, even yeah. if it's 15%, yeah, that's yeah. too fucking many. Yeah, yeah. That's too fucking many to do something that's harmful and useless. And that's making money for, uh, right. Yeah. That's too fucking many. And, mm-hmm. and so when you look at the, the, the overall health of the population declining in such a, uh, in such like a, a rapid rate, more and more people are sicker and sicker than yeah, they've yeah. ever been. There's no such thing as a new normal mm-hmm. for, for as far as health markers go, yeah. you know, like most of the most in terms of like an actual populace of the United States is, is like overweight or obese. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a, it's a fucked up system Yep, and it's a fucked up, momentum that we have moving in that direction and crossfit is one of the things that is trying to fight it and i think people who are listening to this are probably already bought into the crossfit thing but mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who might hear this who are like man fuck crossfit what is crossfit why are they fucking up my games what does mm-hmm. crossfit know about this regionals. shit Hashtag regionals 2019 and the argument that uh, came out uh, of that the, the like what we heard about that like a response to that which makes a lot of sense to me is like if you break down the 
the the like the pieces of what CrossFit is, right? And what they're actually talking about. There's plenty of fucking science out there mm-hmm. that shows that a healthy diet is going to be good for you, mm-hmm. right? That's a no-brainer. And that generally speaking, a healthy diet is one that's less processed, mm-hmm. full of more you know, more nutrient dense foods, the foods that you find on the outside edges of a, mm-hmm. of a, a supermarket, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing that you find is that there's plenty of fucking data out there saying that strength training and conditioning and high, inv- high intensity intervals mm-hmm. are really fucking healthy. Yeah. And then the third thing that you find out there is that when you have communities <laughs> work together, it doesn't matter if the other two are in place. Mm-hmm. Generally, people who are part of a community get better. Mm-hmm. And then the only place where all three of those things are happening on a regular basis. At the it, same damn time. At the same damn time is inside of a fucking CrossFit box. Yep. And in a really weird way, it's it felt like there was a, a it was like there was a recognition of something that was going on within CrossFit boxes that I think every single one of us have felt at one point or mm-hmm. another that it's not just the reps and sets and the exercise. Mm-hmm. It's not just yep. eat zone or whatever the fuck the thing is that day, right? There's something about the combination of what you're doing and who you're doing it with and the environment that you're in and mm-hmm. the fact that you like start hanging out with these people and you start listening to the podcast like this. Yep. And you start watching Especially our YouTube channel. Especially if you're channels, listening to a podcast like this. And you start buying into the community. And yep. suddenly it's like, well, instead of going out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? What do people, yeah. When do people go out? Instead of going Wednesday out over the weekend. Sunday, <laughs> instead of going out over the weekend, like we're going to go do a, a barbecue at like you know Joe from the gym's house. Mm-hmm. And we're going to watch yeah. the fights or some and shit. That's our big thing on Saturday. And that's our big and thing on Sunday's Saturday. rest day. And Sunday's rest day. Mm-hmm. We're all going to do Ramwad. <laughs> And drink mm-hmm. a lot of water and get yeah. ready for the week, right? Like that that type of a shift that's happening literally one person at a time, one box at a time mm-hmm. is is I I can't shit on that. Yeah. Because that's fucking happening. Like that's yeah. a real thing. That's a real thing that every single one of us have fucking felt. Mm-hmm. And if if you're like, you know, over it or if you're like, oh, this is just like cultish brainwashing and garbage, fine. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But that is a you thing. Mm-hmm. That is not a thing about the system. It, yeah. it, there, this is a thing that is truly happening around the world. And I think when you look at Greg Glassman talking about, oh, my goal is to get 150,000 affiliates, a lot of people just do the math. Yeah. Oh, man, that's like hundreds of millions of dollars a year in licensing fees. Like, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, that is 150,000 like communities across the world Mm -hmm. who are going to be, yeah, temples, sure, who Mm -hmm. are basically going to be fixing the health of individual members of the populace one person at a time. Yep. Yeah, and it's funny, uh, you know, a lot of this kind of gets back to the core of what was appealing about CrossFit 10 years ago when a lot of us got into it in the first place because at the time, and we've kind of, we've certainly gone into this way too many times on the podcast, but the notion was just in the, the realm of like exercise methodology, there was this beast that needed to be slain. There was the idea that there were a bunch of you know, uh, uh, Gold's Gyms and, and Planet Fitnesses and that everyone was jogging and doing isolation movements and that CrossFit was going to teach people how to use their bodies and how to actually get physically fit. And, you know, a lot of what motivated 
uh, and interested a lot of us was this notion that, yeah, I guess everyone else in the world is kind of doing things wrong and following bad ideas for, f- and it's not really working out. And this thing, this thing is going to uh, upend that. Now, at the time, the notion when CrossFit was uh, was this tiny little dwarf compared to you know compared to running and compared to uh, globo gyms and all of that across the country the notion that it would ever be the size that it is now seemed silly it seemed like it was going to be an uphill battle for decades and yet now you can drive down the street see multiple crossfit gyms you can look at gyms that aren't crossfit and what do you see you see bumper plates and you see rings and you see this and they upended the idea of exercise methodology you know they completely revolutionized it within the country now it's taking on the much, much bigger thing. And the much, much bigger thing is that, especially when it comes to nutrition, like, I mean, if, if exercise, fucked up exercise methodology was, you know, was, it's like, was the level one boss, the, the fucked up ideas we have about bad nutrition science is a fucking leviathan that, that needs to be taken down. Mm-hmm. And the idea that they're really refocusing and turning their sights on that, which is a really, which is like not just uh, the next phase in terms of, well, if you're a, 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 a diet and fitness company with the next thing to say, but it's really one of the major issues of our time. Um, you know, the fact that they're taking that on and setting their sights on that seems daunting, but it's also really thrilling in that that kind of uh, that 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 kind of uh, that lofty goal and the desire to kind of upend that kind to revolutionize that kind of thing is part of why we kind of all drank the Kool-Aid 10 years ago when we were like you know fuck uh, planet fitness we're crossfitters yeah. etc and i like that and i think that this what is interesting is that the focus is ret- shifting back away from the games and back to that kind of us against the world mentality yeah. which is what excited me about crossfit in the first place well i mean there's no way they could have done this 10 years ago mm-hmm. because no. where <clears throat> where they are right now crossfit as the juggernaut the tiny little juggernaut it's become mm-hmm it no longer needs to try to change mm-hmm. the world's attitude on fucking thrusters or burpees yeah. or like, you know, interval training yeah. that has become a part of the, the, the blanket of yeah. training in the world. It's yeah. like, Drims everywhere in the world yeah. have functional fitness areas. Everyone's aunt is doing like is doing you know rounds of high intensity yeah, I mean, fitness training. It's, it's, the, it's maybe the idea it's that anytime right? someone does functional fitness, they don't call it functional fitness. Yeah. We'd already smashed their security yeah. grid. We'd won. We did. That's right. But they managed to send one back, so we sent Michael Bean, Sarah Connor. You get it, Terminator. Yeah, I you get understand. it, but you know, whatever. I mean, let's commit to this for another five minutes. I don't, I don't think we should. No, we shouldn't. Anyway. But uh, uh, I think what's really interesting about a lot of this, though, is... Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Cliff is giving me eyes right here. He's like, <laughs> his eyes are telling me, like, you got it. You got it. You, you got understand. It. You understand. Um, I think what's also really interesting about all of this is how much these systems... Like, these things don't get fucked up by accident. And I think that that's the... It's one thing to kind of look at the world and say, like, yeah, everyone in America is fat because Americans are fat, and that's just sort of the way it is. These things don't happen by accident, and that's one of the really maddening, frustrating, anger-inducing things when you look into this sort of stuff is that the reason that low-fat, high-carb diets became popular, the reason that 
all of uh, that we switch to kind of uh, a, a, a treatment methodology of giving people drugs rather than trying to kind of correct behavior. All of these things happened because there were motivated interests that uh, in government and in companies that were trying to basically push an agenda to make money, to make, uh, to kind of advance their own interests at the costs of other people and have and radically changed all of these things over the course of just the 20th century. You know, these are the... the latter half of the 20th century. The latter century. half of the 20th century. And so, in other words, that there are bad guys in this fight who have done a lot 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 of damage and they can actually be and do need to be kind of uh, uh, defeated and that's what is really exciting I mean you have I mean just when you talk about the um, the uh, uh, I've lost my train of thought here what was I talking about oh in the the, the relationship between uh, insurance providers and the medical industry when you talk about the relationship now between regulatory bodies uh, in terms of licensing for uh, uh, for training it's just basically various people who have nothing to offer on their own attempting to create rackets that funnel money into their own pockets we grew up in Dallas I've mentioned this several times Chase is not a fan mm. um, Dallas but for instance in Dallas, Law was passed that uh, made Dallas a dry, or sorry, uh, Carrollton, Carrollton, uh, Carrollton yeah. Texas, suburb, Carrollton. It's a suburb of Des a dry county. Carrollton's so, cool though. Carrollton's pretty dope, uh, and it made it a dry county. And a dry county essentially means that you can't sell alcohol. Now, what that meant, well, the, the the organization that lobbied for and continued to lobby for it to remain a dry county, was a private club. I forget the name of it, uh, but be, uh, there was a allowance within the regulations of Carrollton that said if you were a member of a private club you could sell and buy alcohol uh, in Carrollton within, Carrollton, within, yeah, within that club so that club uh, began to issue cards to people that said that they were a member of that club and restaurant basically restaurants and bars had to then become a members of that private club and then individual people had to fill out cards and become members of that same club and pay fees so basically just so that one bar that had nothing to do with that private club could sell one drink to one person who had nothing to do with that private club they got a little piece of the action, you know. You got a little, pe little piece of the juice, a little piece of money. Not providing any service, mm -hmm. not doing anything. It's like the definition of a fucking racket, you know. It's just a racket to try and take, say, hey, let me get in on this and funnel a little bit of money into the pocket. Now yeah. that is precisely that sort of thing happens at all kinds of scales, and that's precisely what is happening. Um, what what is happening with like the uh, NSCA ASM and all of these other things? It's just NIH, CDC. yes, all these things. It's literally just saying like is literally just saying like we want to be able to control this. Uh, there's a chance pretty soon that a bunch that basically a bunch of large interests are going to prescribe that people exercise, and if people are going to and people are going to train people to exercise, so that's going to create a gigantic economy. That's going to create an economy around people dishing money out of their pockets to other individuals, and those individuals are going to teach them how to be healthy. Hey, I want to get in on this. So if this trainer here wants to provide exercise knowledge or coaching to you, another individual, they can't do that unless they pay us a little bit of money.
money, just a little bit of action. And if you can tap into that, if you can tap into that and get some guy to pass a law, you can lobby, talk to the right people, uh, you can lobby the right people, then you can essentially direct a torrent of money into your pocket while actually providing no goods or services to anyone. Not just while providing no goods and services, but causing a lot of destruction in the process. But that's where it gets even worse, is actively hurting people and actively... it It would be one thing if they just wanted a little piece of the action... But their methodology and their philosophy lined up with lots of rational ideas. That would be bad enough. But part of the reason that they're making these moves is they know that the exercise methodologies and their philosophies are on their way out. And so it will basically be good people with good ideas in order to function now have to pay money to bad people with bad ideas and then conform their good ideas to those bad ideas at the same time. And that's when these things get like maddening when you begin to unpack them. Like when you realize like the FDA not only stops you from taking lots of drugs that could actually help you, I'm going off on a separate tangent now, but the FDA is another horrendous organization. Not only are they stopping you from taking all kinds of drugs that could actually help you, that could help cancer patients, that could help you lose weight, that could help all of these other things, but then they're actively pushing out and maintaining drugs that are hurting people just so that they, and making those things more and more expensive to just sustain their own existence. So it's like, it is, it is, it is bad on top of bad on top of bad. So yeah, just like decidedly downward. (laughs) I was going to say the the biggest bummer of all, just like in Carrollton, the consequence of that no restaurants in Carrollton yep. except for one sad Chili's. One sad Chili's. One sad Chili's. We had I'm one. thinking <laughs> you had to go. You had to go uh, over the border to Plano to yeah. find an on the border or any of the other Tex-Mex restaurants. Yes, yeah, so no, that's the thing. That's and by the way, perfect example. Perfect example of the you cannot calculate like the net negative value of these things. Because so just look at like the Car- like there's a line, an invisible line that separates Carrollton, Texas, from Plano, Texas. And over the course of our childhood. Carrollton, Texas, where we were, just got uglier and sadder and more things closed and the grocery store that was next to us closed and that we had one restaurant that was never that was and it was just it got sad. And then just on the other side of an invisible line where that law where those laws didn't exist, more and more stuff was built, more money, more development. And now Plano, Texas is this uh, like is one of the just richer areas in the in the like large Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex and Carrollton, which finally several years ago ha- is on an upswing. They removed a lot of regulations it's under new leadership, is just trailing decades behind in terms of development. And that's the sort of even if you manage to correct some of these issues, like the 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 drain, the economic drain it was putting on uh, on on Carrollton is is incalculable, and that's sort of, and and if you look at the negative externalities of these things, it's not just about well it sucks now that CrossFitters will have to pay this or have to pretend to abide by this law, it's the net negative effects on health, the net negative effects, the the negative externalities would be incalculable. So yeah, yeah, yeah I think. Um I think, you know, I, I, I feel like what is happening with CrossFit health is fascinating and important and huge mm-hmm. and potentially game changing in a lot of ways yeah. um, and is not guaranteed to succeed, mm-hmm. right? Because we're talking about a relatively small private corporation 
going up against, you know, gigantic hundreds of billions of dollars, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in you know pocket money yeah. type type uh, interests. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think I think there's definitely a, a possibility that this whole thing doesn't work out. That like you know down the road. Um, there's there's like some real dire consequences. Um, but they're working their fucking asses off to, you know, really sort of make this thing happen. Uh, at the very least, you know, when you look at the successes that they've had against the NSCA, the successes that they've had, um, you know, lobbying against licensure and protecting affiliates uh, mm-hmm. from that sort of garbage. I think it's really cool and and kind of heartening to see that they're actually making some progress. But at the end of the day, this is like legitimately a huge, a huge uphill battle. And it is like, it's like one small team of people in a private company that's Mm -hmm. like trying to make this thing work uh, in a way that I don't think we've ever seen Mm -hmm. um, in, in, in the past. And you know, well, what is heartening is the fact that we actually live in a world now, thanks to the internet, where huge changes in people's ideas can happen like with frightening speed. I mean, you look at how, I mean, you just as I said, mentioned before, with CrossFit, you look at how literally alien CrossFit looked. You know, it's kind of hard for younger people to wrap their head around but it's like just seeing people do crossfit was this alien thing 10 years ago it's like what the fuck are they doing why are they moving so fast and now it's everywhere um you know and we've seen this on even larger scales with giant political upheavals in recent years and it's both terrifying and heartening because it can go in really bad directions or really good directions with uh with crazy speed but the fact is we do live in a world now where uh, where where like someone where these where whatever those kind of small little movements can suddenly become big big movements very very quickly and they have been pretty successful so far so i'm very curious to see where they go over the course of the next 10 years taking on this whole thing so I think uh, I think overall this CrossFit Health thing is incredibly fascinating. Yeah. It like it interests me in a way that um, you know the games interest me in like a nerdy stats sense, just mm-hmm. like seeing human performance. Um, but I feel like what's happening with CrossFit Health is a thousand thousand times more important. important. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. something that is going to be. Uh, defining the culture of of the populace in a way that is not ever happened before, and if it's successful, then it's going to change, uh, like you know, much of the world for the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't I don't know a, a lot of other times that that sort of things happen from like a private company mm-hmm. the way Cross was trying to do it. No, there's plenty that like start with that intention but they have no real understanding of what's necessary to do those types of things they're like oh people are fat we need to make this bar that makes people not fat yeah and yeah. that's bullshit yeah the, like the perfect yeah. example of this is fucking soylent right yes oh, oh man soylent is Ooh, the perfect example boy. of someone who's way too smart <laughs> and yet at the same time a fucking, fucking moron. stupid like 
The, the ingredients that, are yeah. soy protein and maltodextrin. Solution, the solution <laughs> is like you identify a problem and then the solution you come up with is the worst fucking thing you could possibly do. It's like, like, oh, God, no, I just I stubbed my toe. And it's like, well, you know, we can fix that for you. That's really easy. And we cut your feet off. We light you on fire until shears. you die. It's <laughs> very You're simple. not going to be thinking about your toe. You don't worry you about your much. toe anymore if we just light you on fire and kill you. Yeah. Here, give me your finger. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, had to had to had to bring that up from uh, what is it uh, major pain? There yeah. we go. Major oh pain. yeah. Whatever happened to him? He's still, Wayne. Wayne. He's still around. He's on the yeah. network uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck, yeah, he man. is. The Wayne's brothers are mad. Successful. He is too old yeah. for this shit, and I his sons are else. all doing shit. Man, I thought it was. I thought it was someone else. Thought it was yeah. Black guy number six. Mm-hmm. My bad. Anyway, um, yeah. So it it's uh it's all fucking weird, and I think I think. You know, everyone who has participated in this is a testament to the fact that the solution could fucking work. Yeah, yeah, it could work. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I remember saying is that that everybody that goes to the CFL one MD, whatever the fuck you want to call it, mm-hmm. leaves radicalized. Like uh-huh. you leave. <laughs> like I left. I wasn't even there for mm-hmm. the whole thing. But I was like, I, I'm not a doctor, but I got to figure out how I can help this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I've been radicalized for 10 years, so I don't need any help from, from them. <laughs> 100%. Like, I'm ready to fucking, fucking, uh, uh, yeah. I'm ready to throw a Molotov cocktail at something. You just tell me, Chase, you tell me where you want me to throw a that Molotov thing. Molotov cocktail, but most importantly, the oil that's on fire is healthy for it's you. Keto. It's I'm, a keto. I'm radicalized on like 12 different subjects simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. So there's like four different things at any You're given time that I'm willing to suicide bomb You're myself like, for. Right. You're like, God, is this, is this a fight over, over whether this is, whether this band is classified? as death progressive metal or progressive death Listen, metal. That's mm-hmm. me, all right? <laughs> don't get us confused. I don't know which if this one is the of you My is eyes are on. up here, Armin. Which okay. one of you is which? Uh, yeah, so so Chase and I experienced a whole lot of interesting things at the games. And uh, not at the games. The games. At HQ. And at the same time, uh, this week we also found out that there are four more games yeah. sanctioned events. And mm-hmm. now the map is starting to look real fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. There's Let's talk about the here. other thing. What though? the hell's going on here? What? What's that? There's only three in America. That's yeah. BS. That's weird. We're an American company. It's mm-hmm. really weird. The map. The map is starting to look real strange. It's starting to look like uh, uh, like a whole bunch of shit in Europe. CrossFit games. Two of them in That's South mm-hmm. America. Um, there are a bunch in Europe. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. None in Australia. None in Canada. Yet. You, you know, it's yet. coming soon. There's definitely one coming to the. Uh, the Iceland area. The one in Iceland, but none in on the West Coast. Yeah. I think we all just sort of assumed when they said sixteen it was gonna be like ten in America and <laughs> then like six distributed through the rest of the world. Yeah, so uh, we are we're currently at eleven, ten for twenty nineteen, eleven mm-hmm. uh including one that goes for twenty twenty. Yeah. And then um we know that they have not announced based off of my conversation with with uh, my first conversation with Greg Glassman, the ones that they are still working on that they haven't announced, he said were Iceland, Del Mar, mm-hmm. Ohio, and uh, fuck, well, China. Mm. Yeah, that makes huge. that makes fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I I say bigger chance that we get the China one and a chance that the Ohio one gets cut. 
Mm. I don't know, man. I hope the Ohio one happens. I hope there's one in Canada. I hope there's one in Australia. I hope there's at least one in Australia. Oh, yeah. shit. There's none in Australia There's now? none in Australia. The, apparently, the China one, uh, you know, ch- traveling to China from Australia, something that we as Americans don't understand, is relatively easy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So maybe that is... That could serve as, that the, could one serve for as the one for Australia. But I, Tia to go fuck, man. Uh, Australia deserves it. Tia lives in Cookville now. I don't think she's going to be going That's to China true. to compete. True. Uh, I don't think she's going to be going to China to compete. Mm-hmm. But I also think that, like, you know, within a couple of years, there's going to be, like, 25 of these fucking things. Yeah, yeah. Like, why stop at 16? It's, it's such a silly, arbitrary thing mm-hmm. um, to stop at 16. And the other news in terms of the format is the uh, how the games themselves are going to go, whittling it down fairly quickly with some elimination events to the just the top 10. Just the top 10. Which... Yep. I was right. ...will make for a much... It's, it's all the final heat. It's all just yeah. a whole bunch of events where we just see the final heat, which is the only one that ever really mattered. Like, imagine if there's only mm-hmm. 10 men, 10 women, five teams competing, and then there's only 10 of all the other masters mm-hmm. and all the other teens. And so what ends up happening is, you know, individuals will have, you know, three or four events every day. And in between those events, as kind of like a halftime show are the teams, mm-hmm. the masters, and the teens. Mm-hmm. And they get plenty of time to recover between events, you know, like solid like two or three hours. Mm-hmm. And then they're back for the next one, and back for the next one, and back for the next one. You have like yeah, an yeah. eight-hour day, but you have a lot of time that you can like step out of the uh, the the Coliseum. You can go visit the Vendor Village. Get a taco. You can go get a taco, go get a couple beers. Mm-hmm. You know, you can watch the action that's going on. There's no bullshit heats. There's mm-hmm. no like event four heat four and it's mm-hmm. like or event four heat one it's like yeah, who the yeah. fuck cares what the 35th person is going to do right now like they're not going to they're not going to do anything interesting mm-hmm. unless it's jared enderton unless it's jared enderton and then you know that when the clean jerks show up he's going to be like fucking beard powering yeah, yeah. everywhere you know and so uh i think i think overall that prospect of like eliminating a fuck ton of people like literally eliminating 190 people mm-hmm. in the course of like two or three days and then going down to the top 10 is going to make the programming at the CrossFit Games and the show at the CrossFit Games a thousand times better than yep. it's ever been in the past. It's going to be way fucking cooler. Because there will all be things we want. It's just a cash grab. That's what they're doing in CrossFit. <laughs> they're just doing this for money. They're just cheap, and they want to save money. So that's why they're doing it. That's why Dave Crastro should break off and start his own games. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how absurd all of those things, how extra absurd all of those things sound now. And how appropriate referring to yeah. the, the that that gang as the kids table now seems Man. correct. Yeah, oh. you know, there's there is. Uh, I mean, listen, when, when you've, we visited HQ and and we got as close to an insider's look as to as, as to how CrossFit's doing, and I would say it's not doing any different than any other company that suddenly had a bunch of fucking people laid off. I think tension, never heard of such a thing. Yeah. no experience. I think tensions are high. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think people are are really sort of questioning what's what's going on. I think there's there's a lot of uh, um, you know n- there's a lot of opaqueness a lack of transparency mm-hmm. within the organization um you know between different departments i think you know there's there's just it's a tense time uh i think there's there's a lot of things going on at crossfit hq that 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 just don't necessarily make you know make the light of day because it's like the type of corporate bullshit that happens at any company that's mm-hmm. going through like mm-hmm. a massive sea change mm-hmm. um but you know, one of the one of the things that we did see was, you know, we saw Greg and Dave hug it out 
at, mm-hmm. at the at the ranch. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know uh, for whatever that's worth. Like who knows? Like they can mm-hmm. they can still be explain. Literally saw Greg and Dave hug. I don't I don't know. Like you oh. know, people people try and talk about what the relationship is between Greg Glassman mm-hmm. and Dave Castro. No one other than those. Wait, two. did you go to the ranch? We went to the yeah. ranch for, oh. for the oh. explain. L1, yeah, we went there for the well, second day of the about. L1. Yeah, they're, they're close to each they're other. They're like half an hour away from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Um, but yeah, so like. You know, a lot of people like to talk about that relationship and what that relationship looks like or how either party might be feeling. And no one fucking knows except for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, if it was me, it would be really fucking tense. Yeah, Things yeah. would be really tough. And we haven't seen Dave Castro in a long time. Mm-hmm. Dave has been, you know, posting about guns and splitting wood on, on his Instagram. He's he's living up north. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of doing like the Rocky Four thing. He has a three um, foot beard. Right? Yeah. He's yeah, shooting, a lot, shooting a lot of guns. Shooting a lot of. He's he's literally sighting in crossbows, guns yeah. on the ranch <laughs> that we're at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was he, down uh, officiating Jason Carroll's wedding over the, that weekend as well. All of these facts will return later in the third act when Greg Glassman is mysteriously killed with an arrow <laughs> with a chopped <laughs> with chopped wood. Um, yeah, so it's like you know the, there there is a lot of things to be to be curious about mm-hmm. who knows what what dave is going to be doing um I, it seems based off the conversations i had with people at hq dave still works for crossfit mm-hmm. yeah i mean he course. was at that l1 like so doing his thing he was doing his, his thing off. right yeah. like he he still is part of the the he's still one of the head of training there he's still the director of the crossfit games like those things are still his mm-hmm. um and he still controls those teams right and those things haven't changed uh, we just haven't heard from him, and that mm-hmm. radio silence, I think, is something that's worth noting. That's mm-hmm. something that, like, everybody watching this entire shenanigans unfold, like, for better or worse, how it all happened and how it's all gone down, and how they decided to announce all these changes. For better or worse, it is worth noting that the guy who has made himself the face of the CrossFit Games for the past ten fucking years mm-hmm. is is silent about it. Mm. That says something. Yeah, yeah. Just who knows what it fucking says. Yeah, who yeah. knows what it fucking says. So yeah. I think it's going to be a while before that particular thing shakes out, mm-hmm. uh, before anybody really sees what anything, what is actually happening with, with Castro. But, you know, I think, I think as an organization, like I said, HQ isn't going through anything different than any other company that's laid off a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. You know, people have lost their friends and uh you know entire teams have been you know wiped off the yeah wiped off the the books and you know people are trying to figure out whether they're going to be able to keep their jobs over you know whatever the next 10 months have to hold or five Mm -hmm. months have to hold or whatever um but the fact that among all of that with all of that chaos happening and all that insanity happening these guys are like taking on something like this whole crossfit health battle Mm -hmm. and sort of reshaping the entirety of the crossfit um, organization to better suit that goal and the mm-hmm. goal that that you know Greg Glassman has of of having more you know like one hundred fifty thousand boxes or whatever. Man, I mean, kudos! Like, hats off. Yeah. That's fucking yeah, yeah. crazy. That's real, real ballsy shit. Well, we've never actually you know never doubted the fact that Greg Glassman is more so um, you know uh, ideologically motivated. I don't know if that's the right word, but he's more motivated by he's been more motivated by the mission than anything else from the beginning, and it has honestly kind of been something I've missed the last five years or so. 
because I remember when CrossFit involved going to CrossFit.com and seeing Greg Glassman speak and be, impa- be passionate about things and the cause and changing things. And then that just sort of evaporated. In the last five years, it's been games, 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 games. So it's not so much that there's a new thing happening as much as like, Oh yeah, and the more and more as you even like even in this moment, even over the course of the, of the recording of this podcast, as you've been talking about all of these things, these flashbacks are coming back to me, and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's what it was back in that kind of oh eight oh nine time. It was it was a lot of like CrossFit. The identity of CrossFit was Greg Glassman, this like like brilliant lunatic guy just going out there saying he was going to take on the entire fitness industry and revolutionize it and why they were doing everything wrong and they were hurting people and he was going to do this. And that was part of it. You kind of felt like you were part of that movement when you were doing CrossFit and you went out and proselytized on behalf of CrossFit because of the ideas, because of the convincing case he made about the ideas behind it. And then that eventually, and I think I also kind of thought, well, I guess the battle's sort of won at this point. Like, he won, and so he went off into retirement, and now it's all about the games and CrossFit just being this self-sustaining kind of leviathan in the fitness world. And so it's really interesting and invigorating to see that, oh, no, we're kind of starting back there again, but Mm -hmm. taking on a much bigger thing and that's kind of cool and one thing i do miss is we've not been seeing as much video like in the early days of greg glassman speaking he's a very charismatic speaker speaks passionately on these issues uh he needs to be on video talking about a lot of these issues uh various of the uh saving western civilization through health (laughs) and also the various conspiracy business that's uh going on uh, trying to you know destroy the healthcare system. Uh, I'm working on it. Is there there a place where we can go for more information about these things if you're an interested party who is listening to this podcast? I have no idea. The Russells haven't written anything about it? I I think your best bet is to just Mm -hmm. look up anything regarding CrossFit health. Yeah. Interesting. I think there. I think the best bet is just just to keep tuning into this podcast (laughs) on Arm and Hammer TV. And there's not not much that I think we're allowed to say about it, but I can say there's strongly going to be a new resource or a repurposed resource that already exists where all of this will be housed and stationed conveniently for everybody. Yeah, like they're Excellent. they're aware of the fact that, you know, CrossFit.com has kind of fallen um, out of the rotation for a lot of CrossFitters and that... Myself how, included. Yeah. How, many, how many folks get up and like check for the water of the day? Right. Yeah, I used to do it uh, yeah, on I used the to old website like five times a day. Rest know? days used to be more interesting than the actual workout yes. days mm-hmm. because they would post like cool literature or, or articles This guy or lost something. his arm then duct taped it to his back and yeah. became a dolphin. Yeah. And now, yeah. <laughs> and now uh, I think I think they're very acutely aware of that, that fact and um, you know I, I think like you know getting, getting uh, Greg Glassman in front of a camera and, and speaking I think mm-hmm. that's these are all things that they're aware of and are trying to trying to make happen. Do you know where we need to get Greg Glassman? At the wooden table. Yeah. At this enormous wooden table that's in front of us. Once again, I'm working on it. Yes. See, you heard baby? it here first, folks. You can fit so many Greg Glassmans so Glassman in this baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just seen that meme. Yeah, I get it. You can fit so many Greg Glassmans in this fucking table. Ah, <laughs> uh, good. Speaking yeah. about what we're recording at, uh-huh. where we're recording, someone was talking shit on the CrossFit Games Facebook post of your video. 
uh-huh. of the four sanctioned events. The, yeah. the latest one. Oh, yeah. okay. The one, the latest one that they shared. Yes. And you can't, can't CrossFit shared another one of your yeah, videos. I still can't mm-hmm. comment. And on. you uh. can't, you can't even see the comments. Can you? <laughs> I can see the comments, but I can't interact. Wait, with CrossFit them. shared another one of your videos, well, and you are worry. still blocked yeah, from their Facebook page. They still don't tag me, and they still don't. They can't tag you. You're blocked. This this guy wrote something to the effect of. Man, are you guys serious? This guy's just recording out of his bedroom. Like, what the fuck is this? And I looked out for my boy, and I corrected him. I said, it's his mom's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> he's recording out of. <laughs> James, <Yes>. you <laughs> uh, Thanks, man. That's a true friend right there. Got eight likes. So you were cra- you were crashing with your parents. Is that's that good. Was? That's good. I I the most recent one I filmed in an office, uh, mm-hmm. but I have filmed a bunch of this shit at my mom's place yeah. for sure. <laughs> Every time I'm in L.A., I, I shoot something <laughs> at my parents' place. Uh, yeah, Views. that's that's usually yeah, that's right. Uh, well, thank you, and thank you to CrossFit, I guess, for uh, inviting us out to to hang out at at the uh, at HQ and at the, the free food. one. The free food was fucking and great. The yeah. So good. Uh, they were out of control. Tell me about that food. It was, was, really it, nice. was it paleo? It was keto. It was Everything keto. was keto. Yeah, uh, keto for was breakfast, fuck. it was like keto pancakes, bacon, and duck eggs. I had like yeah. negative carbs while lunch I was there. Was, <laughs> uh, I had to get rice cakes. What was lunch? Uh, lunch was... Like well, the you barbecue? Said the quail, you said the quail eggs. Duck eggs. Oh, yeah. But uh, but we also <laughs> you said You said the quaaludes, right? Everyone was on quaaludes. <laughs> yeah, quaaludes. Uh, no, we had tacos at one point. We had tacos. There. Fuck. It we had like tacos brisket. for lunch. Brisket tacos and like uh, pulled, pulled pork, pork tacos. Oh, oh God. God. With what like kind, uh, with cauliflower like, mac and cheese. But like what, kind, what kind of tortilla? Are we talking like uh, a jicama tortilla? No, it was, it was like, straight up made out of like almonds. Yeah, it was like oh, almond tortilla. It was actually almonds. really good. It was, it was nice. <laughs> it, was just, it was just a sheet of almonds sewn together dinner with was, thread. Dinner was ribs. Nice. And uh, some like vegetables and stuff like yeah. roasted. But roasted. more importantly, it was like brownies and pudding. And brownies and pudding <laughs> and shit. Was paleo cooking for everyone? No, it was... Gustavo. Gustavo, Gordo Gustavo's, mm. which if you're in Santa Cruz, they have a truck and it was fucking incredible. Yeah. I mean, like it's they were really so good. goddamn good. I don't <laughs> even. And their service was top notch. And their service mm. was top notch. I imagine that that CrossFit paid a pretty penny to feed everybody, but Most goddamn likely. was it worth it. It's mm. totally worth it. Nice. Um, all right. Well, I think I think uh, I mean we we have like a few minutes left here. Mm-hmm. Um, Venom made a hundred gajillion dollars. Did it? Oh, really? I haven't even looked. Eighty million dollars in uh, its opening yeah. weekend. Yeah. I was yeah. not. Most of those people, in fairness, were only there to see the Run the Jewels song at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. I did yeah, not awesome. anticipate I that, that happening. I yeah, guess the, the Venom nostalgia, the nostalgia for those cool ass uh, Venom art from the early '90s still exists. Yeah. Oh, you know what's going to happen though? It is. Only a matter of time. Now Sony's going to try and make moves to work Venom into the, the third Spider-Man. Oh, hundred percent. That, mm-hmm. which you know, I'd be all right with that. hundred exactly. percent. Well, they they've left open that possibility that they could be in the same universe. Which you know, I'm also fine with. Did Here's, you see it? I haven't, and I do want to just because apparently the movie it, Tom Hardy does both voices himself. Mm-hmm. And Venom, and the voice he does as a normal human is all fucked up and weird anyway. Uh-huh. And so I just my want impression of yeah, right. exactly. he, he plays it like a fucking physical comedy. Yep. Yeah. So I want to see a movie, yeah, which apparently this movie is of uh, Tom Hardy talking to himself in weird voices the whole time. I'm 100 percent sold on that. Yeah, isn't that what Locke is? They should do one like <laughs> they should do one with uh, like that, but with Bane, where he's like burr, 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 and then Tom Hardy's like, "What did you say?" 
because you know remember how you couldn't understand him yeah remember that scene in wolf of wall street when he took the quaalude and he was like crawling yeah. along the ground that classic cinema we that's should watch wolf of wall street no 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 i'm just changing subjects is ever since we said quaalude i can't stop thinking about that at the oh yeah that came out apparently did you guys see that you saw it fantastic fest was it good i think it's i think i really want to see it it's worth seeing okay definitely worth seeing that's worth seeing we never did a real good a thorough a debrief on all the amazing things we saw at fantastic fest we should do that at some point yeah um but especially so, since oh, a lot of those movies are going to come out soon and at some point uh, one of them was the suspiria remake which uh which is fucked up and weird and you should all did see you, it did you see the movie that uh gosling's in the uh the first one man where go, first man no no that no. was did not play a fantastic ah, fest um, those ain't good no, I we did not see that. We did see I'd that. Say Gosling uh, is good casting for Neil Armstrong, yeah, though, because that Neil Armstrong is famously uh, kind of a potato personality-wise. Yes. It's, it's Damien Giselle who <laughs> did <laughs> La La Land, and um, yep. what's the drumming one? Whiplash. Whiplash. So <laughs> Whiplash. Someone recommended we watch Whiplash on the podcast. Hell yeah, I'd be down to see uh, it. I fucking love that movie. movie. That is a damn good movie. I had to talk about it on the podcast. Fuck yeah, I'd be happy for that. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's that's a, a good, good one. I send you that dub I, of... <laughs> it was the main character and like it was him yelling but it was a different it was a different god damn it no, I don't know what you're talking about I believe it's my turn to pick a movie for us to watch so Ooh, okay. I still have to think about it and figure it out next week I promise I'll have a movie for us nice. to watch um, alright let's uh, let's. oh just today did you guys see the glass trailer I did Oh, Holy I didn't see the new, really cool. the new one. Yeah, the new I really want to see it. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so sold. I can't wait until January. Yeah. It's a lot of the same stuff from the previous. You know what? <laughs> kept thinking, it's like, man, this season of American Horror Story looks like it's going to be dope. <laughs> That's what <laughs> that was the main takeaway. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, mostly it features a definitely special effects enhanced all to hell jacked as shit James McAvoy. How voice. dare you? He's definitely that all natty. Like that class. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. I haven't yeah, seen he's it He's definitely yeah, yeah. that jacked. In he's enhanced, world. but not with CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's performance enhanced. That's right. I up. Listen, I think, listen, hey, McAvoy, you want to start pulling down those Tom Hardy roles? Start fucking doing some push-ups, okay? Tom Hardy's jacked and he's a fucking superhero. Start fucking doing some lateral raises, okay? Uh, he just needs to do shrugs. He needs yeah. to get those giant traps yes. that Tom Hardy has. Remember when Tom Hardy, like, he he was, it was like, man, he's so, by the way, a fitness tip to bring it back. If you want to look jacked, just really work on those traps because Tom Hardy was just one of those guys where everyone was like, God, can you believe how jacked he is? And he wasn't necessarily jacked. He just had abnormally large traps. And as soon as someone has big traps, you're like, that's a big looking dude. Yeah. yeah. Can't fake traps. Can't fake traps. Well, maybe that's you can. True. But mm. Yeah, I've been I've been uh, not not really working too hard on my traps lately, just because it's one of my relative strengths. But it's like, yeah. no, nah, I need to get freakish traps. Yeah, I can traps. see that looks good. Yeah, you yeah, do you need, need freakish, freakish traps. traps. Yeah. You need traps that could be a cave. Um, mm-hmm. We need a new scales needed T-shirt with Admiral Akbar saying it's a traps, and then he just has huge jacked fucking traps. Someone so make that drawing and send it to me. I'll make a T-shirt and make money off of it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and get our social medias in there and wrap this bitch up. I am at Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most central Instagram account on the internet, that which will now be posting metal songs to its Instagram stories because I figured out that's something you can do. So if you want awesome metal recommendations, uh, feel free to follow my Instagram stories at Mr. Kyle Bogart. Hmm. I am at Cliff Bogart on an Instagram account that soon will be posting music as soon as Kyle explains to me how to do that, although it'll be entirely different genres probably. Chase 504 on all the things, Instagram, Twitter, DM me, whatever. 
Nice. Uh, you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening, and we'll catch you next week. Later. Later. Later.